the pads came on in training camp today and some people responded. I'll tell you who it was in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Once again, thanks for joining me. Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen. We are free to subscribe to on our YouTube page that is Locked On Jaguars. Make sure you subscribe, hit that like button, drop a comment, as well as hit the bell to make sure you get a notification every time we drop an episode. And if you listen to podcasts, uh, audio podcasts, Wherever you listen to them, make sure you tap in every single day to ensure that you do not miss an episode. I want to give a special hello and a shout out to all of our everydayers. I've seen a lot of y'all at camp. You call my name and wave and come up, shake my hand. And don't think that that stuff is not appreciated because it really, truly is. And if you're not an everyday, you can't be just join the show every single day. If you're new here, we're glad to have you and uh, going to break it down a little bit. The pads came on at camp today. Usually that means uh, some physicality. I told Jeff Lockerman I'm going to do my annual duty and tell his story about his encounter, his first training camp with Jim Lachey when uh, there was a joint practice with Washington and um, the Jets, who Jeff Lockerman uh, played for. Jeff Lockerman said he'd been doing all this stuff, working out, practicing, and all of a sudden he gets out there and it's the first live action and first day in pads. And this wily veteran, Jim Lachey, who was a great tackle, by the way, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but he's one of those dudes that was really, really good. The guy put the okie doke on him and tricked him. And he said that's when he realized that this was real. This was grown man stuff going on here in the NFL. Something that he'd never seen before. He thought he was going to use his speed and use his youth to outdo the old the old wily veteran and the old wily veteran show him something so i told jeff today i'm gonna tell that story because i heard him tell that story before and um it was actually he told it when i was doing radio he was on with us and he told that that story and i always remind folks of that because this is where you separate the men from the boys and this is where young players really get their valuable lessons the lessons that they're going to have to learn in order to be a successful nfl player uh, but that's not nothing that these guys don't know because they do this at every level. In high school, you put the pads on for the first time before that pop Warner. Then when you get to college, but this is the pinnacle. This is the the this is where the crest is, man. The apex of their career. And there's always something to learn, and starting with the draft process all the way up through mini camps where guys are in shorts. For us standing on the sideline, whenever the pads come on, that's where you actually start to see guys making plays and doing some things. I was very, very impressed with some people today. I'm going to tell you who. Segment two, we're going to talk about a young safety who was a fifth-round pick. And I have no idea why he fell in the fifth round, but um, I'm glad he did. Well, not for him. I wish he would have got paid a little bit more money, but the Jaguars are extremely, extremely impressed and should be with Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M. He is so far looking like a steal. And I'll tell you what that means now and what it means down the road for Jacksonville. And then we'll talk about the depth 
at another position, which is the tight end position. That's it created a little bit. Of, it's creating a lot of competition. And something else is creating is chatter amongst a lot of us on the sideline today when we were talking about who was going to make it. What if they keep four? Who's going to be the odd man out? So some interesting banter going back and forth on the sideline today at practice amongst some of the members of the media. Uh, saw Jeremy Fowler today from ESPN. Saw my buddy Pete Presco. Uh, I see, you know, I don't see him as much as I usually do uh, and have in the past. It was really good. Dabo Sweeney was at practice today, uh, the head coach at Clemson. Uh, a few other people. Saw a few other national guys. Saw Rick Spielman today. So um, lots of people looking and talking about how the Jaguars are going to be very, very competitive this year. But with the pads coming on, there was a chance for some people to make some plays today, a chance for some guys to sort of separate themselves. I, I really watched the uh, on, on 11 on 11, the offensive line, particularly Trayvon Walker. He did something today, man, against Walker Little. And Little, he wasn't – it ain't like he manhandled him. He kind of did, but it wasn't. It didn't look like Little did anything particularly wrong. It just looked like Trayvon did something. He had the long arm. He came. He was lined up on the right side. He was down um, with his hand on the ground. Came up, really, really extended. And we always talked about him disengaging. He laughed at me when I said that. But um, I'm gonna tell you why he laughed. He probably laughed because his mama told him I say that stuff. So when I asked him a question and I said something about disengaging, he cracked a smile like there he goes this this word again. But he did a long arm move, and then you saw him do stuff that you didn't see, where he looked like he pulled little towards him, and then once he got little with the leverage, then he hit him with the you know the the the, the under move, and he got around him. Now, as it turns out, I think Trevor probably on that play kind of took off running. Uh, in the other direction, but it was very, very promising to see Trayvon Walker do something like that. And I can't remember who told me. It may have been Prisco. I said that he was talking to some coaches, and the coaches were saying that the offensive linemen were saying how how difficult Trayvon has been and how he's using his hands totally different from last year. So. That's a good sign. It's iron sharpening iron. And it's your peers that you're working against. They they recognize that you're doing different things. So that bodes well for the Jaguars when it comes uh, time for them to get uh, make sure they're sacking the quarterback and getting their pass rush. Uh, Josh Allen looks really, really good. He looks like he's always been a big kid, but now it looks like his lower body is really, really thick. And he's thinner, thinner up top a little bit, and his arms are really long. Um, hopefully he has a really, really good year. But all all in all, a good practice. It was in pads, but it was not necessarily full contact, but there was some thumping going on. Anton Harrison was on the sideline. I don't, I don't think he participated in 11-on-11. In 11 11. And Andre Sisco, I later found that Andre Sisco tweaked his hip a little bit yesterday, so he was on the sideline. Nothing to be alarmed about. Fully dressed. He kept doing push-ups, you know, every time something happened. So, I think it's just a precaution to go ahead and give him a little bit of a rest to make sure that he doesn't, you know, tweak that thing too much and he's able to 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 let it heal properly so he can get back out there and do his thing. But all in all, a really, really good day um, for a lot of players. I'm going to talk about one of those players that I thought, you know, because we had discussed this. We had discussed the fact that somebody is going to step up 
and do something somebody off the radar somebody you don't you don't know who's going to be who's going to be the, the the guys to step up we already talked about garrett prince the tight end we talked about him last week after he had such a brilliant brilliant start to camp and that continued today by the way but how about antonio johnson fifth round safety guy who should have never been there in the draft but he was what did I see from him today and what have I constantly seen from him in camp? We're going to discuss that because I think it's very, very important that he's the first guy to step up and start getting that done. We'll do all of that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. First, I have to tell you that our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. If you're looking for an elite running back in your fantasy football garage after the top half dozen options at the position that have been taken off the lot, Expect Lions rookie Jameer Gibbs to be a roaring engine as he takes the lead role in an overhaul backfield. The real first round pick is a steal as a running back to possessing the talent and pedigree to deliver big immediate results in a loading in a loaded offense. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to give you is going to help you win your fantasy football championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with ebay guaranteed fit everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle just look for the green check get the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply We're going to apply some goodness here today on Locked on Jaguars in segment two because we're going to talk about positives, positive things that are surprises that you can't really expect all the time, um, especially when you're talking about rookies. You don't know how they're going to respond when the lights come on and when things get real. And even though we're not playing real games and even though there was uh, there was not a whole bunch of contact going on and they didn't go totally live, the pads did come on and there was a little thumping and bumping and uh, some resistance when guys were catching balls, people were stripping uh, things away. But uh, shout out to Dewey Wingard also. Somebody caught a pass. I think it was Evan Ingram and Dewey came in and, and knocked the ball out and broke it up and the crowd went absolutely crazy. Um, Lots of guys made plays. Zay Jones made plays. Garrett Prince made plays. Uh, the running backs made some nice cuts. I saw one or two by Tank Bigsby and by uh, Travis Etienne. Guys were getting open. Guys were 
catching everything. Luke Farrell was catching stuff. Um, Samus Reyes was catching stuff. Um, a really nice catch where he had to extend from Evan Ingram. I really, really like that tight end room. But the first thing we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about more of that in segment three. We are going to discuss the fifth round pick, Antonio Johnson. I have been telling people that we want to see who is going to seize the moment. And what I mean is to not get small and make themselves skinny in camp with all the bodies flying around, to not um, just go out and be status quo guy. Well, I got guaranteed money. So I'm going to just, you know, humble myself and be a rookie and learn and soak it all up. Which one of those guys was going to come in here and say, you know what? I've been playing football my whole life. I remember Sam Cassell said that uh, in the finals when he played for the Houston Rockets back in 1994. And he played well. And they said, how are you playing this well in the finals as a rookie? He says, I'm not a rookie. I've been playing basketball my whole life. I like it. Um, it's not totally true because there are there are levels, but I think what Sam was trying to convey was if anything's going to get me, it's going to be inexperienced, but what won't get me is nerves. What won't get me is me doing what I've done my whole life, and that's put the ball in the hole. Antonio Johnson, throughout training camp, once the real camp started, has looked the part every single time, and today – he got another pick. I think it was against Trevor Lawrence, in fact, on the goal line. He came off of his people. He, he read the play. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. And he picked that thing off, and he looked like he was ready to run that thing back to the house. And the whole sideline just erupted. And that's what you have to do when you come to a team that has depth, that has their starters pretty much locked in stone. You have to find a way to make a play. You have to be... One of those guys that's going to get it figured out and you're going to just go out there and do whatever above the X's and O's, staying within the scheme, but being able to function within that scheme and do special things. At six feet two, probably a little closer to six, three, 200, well, about 198 pounds or 200 pounds. Now, he's a little thin, but he's built unlike any other player that plays in that secondary. And I thought he I think he's been looking really, really good. And what it means for right now is if they were going to keep four or five safeties, he's definitely going to be one of them. I would say right now he, he's a fit. There's ain't no practice squad stuff. That dude is going to be one of those players that they keep, even if it means uh, not keeping a, a person at a position at another position. He's going to make it. Not only is he going to make it, he's going to be one of those dudes I don't think will be a healthy scratch. I think he's going to be dressed to play every single Sunday. I think he's probably going to start off on special teams. But if his number ever gets called because of injury to uh, someone in front of him, because someone's not playing well, now this is where I make this prediction. If he ever gets that starting job, he's not giving it up. Once you see him get us, once you see him on the field, as the uh, the opposing offense uh, takes their first possession. Once you see him on the field, he, he's going to stay. What does that mean? That means that they're going to put that playmaker on the field. What it means for the future, that means somebody that's a name you know might not be here in 2024. And I don't want to go overboard and start looking too much 
into the future because there's a whole bunch of blue sky to talk about with this team. And a lot of what you see happen this year will determine exactly what goes on next year. But I'm telling you right now, that kid's ready to play. And he's not afraid of the moment. He doesn't care who's watching. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't care who's watching. He doesn't care um, what, uh, what the circumstances are. He looks like a guy who has bone crusher playing in his helmet. If they could play music, I ain't never scared. He looks like a dude that's been in the league. He looks like he's been here before. He plays with a confidence. He plays with, he uses that fabulous length. He's smart. Now, the coverage thing wasn't necessarily what he was supposedly known for. And, 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 and the reason why, I can give you a draft story, right? A buddy of mine was on staff last year. He's no longer there, but he was at Texas A&M. He told me, he called, he said, man, I'm going to give you a scoop. And that guy used to be a scout here in Jacksonville. He said, I have no idea why Antonio was on the board, but Jacksonville called me. But he knew that I think it was either the Giants or the Bills were, were, were calling and they were going to take him because they called too. I think Jacksonville may have moved up or they did something, but they said, no, we got to get him. And they had, what's the deal with him? And he said, nothing. We have no idea. It may have been a little bit of the hangover from the fact that so many A&M guys that went in the draft the year before, they did not test well for, for whatever reason. They just didn't test well. Like they didn't really prepare for the draft or they, they weren't in the best physical conditioning. And, and you know, people do that kind of stuff. They'd be like, man, I ain't touching that guy. Now, Devin A. Chain went in the draft, and that's a whole bunch. Of, that's a whole different animal right there. But was he a tweener? Was he known for more or less being in a box? He was a slot without being – he was a nickel safety, like a big safety, but he was not playing wide – guarding wide receivers in the slot, and I still don't think he's going to do that. So I think folks didn't really know what he was. Didn't play a whole bunch too deep, sort of played up around the box. He's like a – like if you play some sort of amoeba defense or – he was one of those guys where you – you lined up based on what his skill set was, and you didn't line him up based on what the scheme is. And sometimes when you do that, people look at film and they go, well, he's not doing anything that we do. But then when you get him in here and get him in camp and you take a look at him, you're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. We got something here. We're cooking with a little grease here. Let's put him here. Let's put him here. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I think what's going on is that kid is really, really adapted. And just because you see somebody that you don't see them in college do something doesn't mean they can't do it when they get to the NFL. And I think Antonio Johnson is a flat out steal in the draft. He's playing like a guy who was a second or third round pick. And I think that bodes well for the Jacksonville Jaguars for now and for later on down the line. I think he's one of those cornerstone pieces that you all all of us are going to be very very happy that they have all right i'm gonna talk some tight ends here in just a second in segment three on locks on jaguar segment three on locked on jaguars to do a quick recap pads came on today at camp and when those pads came on people looked really good we talked about antonio johnson he's looking like a steal and um 
there's a lot of a lot of competition excuse me i almost bit my tongue a lot of competition at some of the most important positions on the field um and you, you i think this is the this is the first day where you're really gonna start seeing guys separate from each other it was hot as hell that's why i'm recording late man i had to make a pit stop and i got home and to be honest i'll never record just to make a show for you guys and, and just put whatever out there i had to organically feel it I had to get that sun off of me. I had to, had a little bit of a headache. I was a little bit worn out from being out there for two hours straight in, in, the, in the hot sun. So that's why, you know, it's a little bit of an afternoon show, a little drive time show here for you. And I do that because I want to make sure I give you my best effort. I wasn't at my very best earlier. And I also take some medicine. I ain't supposed to be exposed to the sun all day. But anyway, enough of my medical stuff that y'all hear about all the time. Um, The tight ends. A good group. And they don't have one-dimensional guys like Manhurts, like Chris Manhurts that they had before. Everyone is versatile. And I and I and I give Doug Peterson kudos for that. Like if you're not going to be versatile, at least be dynamic. Like Evan Ingram is sort of what Evan Ingram is, but he's like a half tight end, half wide receiver. So we ain't looking at Evan Ingram to be like no thunderous blocker, even though he does block and he does he he puts the effort in to really get that done. And he's not a small guy by any stretch of the imagination. He's 6'3", 240 pounds, and he's yoked up. They got six of them in camp, or seven, if you include uh, Dougie Peterson's kid. Luke Farrell, third year at Ohio State, 6'5", 250. Garrett Prince, 6'5", 241. Um, Brenton Strange, the rookie, 6'4", 253. Leonard Taylor, 6'5", 255. Samus Reyes, 6'7", 240. I wish I was built like Samus, Samus Reyes. And then uh, the, um, the we mentioned Evan Ingram already. All of these guys, you, you wondered how teams in the past like Baltimore and Dallas, how it always seemed like they had some, some tight end. It's like it's the same guy. You just got a different number and maybe a different hairstyle. Um Seattle's one of those teams too. It's just they always just sing. Well, it's Will Disley, whoever they always got a dude. The, the Chargers are always like that. They always got some linky six five dude that's catching and snatching the ball out of the air. The Chiefs, the Eagles, of course. Like, how come the Jaguars in the past could never get one? And all these teams have like three or four of these dudes that they're swapping out every week. Oh, a guy twisted his ankle. That's all right. Here's another one catching passes over the middle. There's another guy running down the scene catching balls, right? Tampa had them all the time. It's like, dude, why can't we find one? Well, in the past, it's almost like they were too focused on having, you know, you got that little screwdriver and it comes with the kit where you could detach the, the end of it for whatever screw you're using. Like, it's one thing to have like a Phillips head and a flat head and a big flat head and a small one and then a pointy Phillips. You got all these different screwdrivers. But what about when you got that one little thing that one little doohickey, and you just pop the head of it off, and, and you, you, whatever you want it to be, that's what it can be, right? I don't know what it's called. What is it? A multi, a, a, you know, an all-purpose screwdriver. I guess that's what you call it, right? I don't know why you call me all-purpose. Never mind. But, but we, they always seem to have focused. Okay, we need a move tight end. We need an inline blocker. We need a red zone threat. Then we need an H-back who can come out of the backfield and play some fullback for us. 
using that room as if you had to have all of these different screwdrivers as opposed to having that one little thingamajigger where you just screw it on the, the thing we call it the multi-purpose the jaguars santa's raises a little bit of a project but all of their tight ends are guys that all do everything they're like a swiss army knife it's like you don't have to just be like this one thing and too many times in the past that's what they did i should have known that trent balky was going to fix that because the same draft that he drafted Vernon Davis, he drafted Delaney Walker, and they both ended up really good players in the NFL. Delaney had more success once he got his own team in Tennessee down the road, but you get my point. They took Vance McDonald out there. Same thing. They they have these have the versatility. So you got guys, they're in there, they're blocking, they're going out for passes, they're running crossing routes, they're running corners, they're running little drag routes, little seam routes. Some of them are running screens outside. And it's so refreshing that it, that depth, it has created competition to the point where we were over there debating. I think me and JP Shadrick were talking about it. Me and Prisco were talking about it. Like, who's going to who's gonna be gone? And we were trying to name four, and, and we would name three, and we would all name a different guy who was the fourth guy. We were all talking about maybe somebody sticks around at the practice squad and 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 this that and the third so we know evan ingram's going to be one we know brenton strange is going to be one then it comes down to garrett prince luke farrell and samus reyes in my opinion if they're going to keep four one of those guys is going to go and one of them's going now farrell if he doesn't make it he's looked good this 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 you know working out i think garrett prince makes it. i think he's the third one based on what we've seen and then it comes down to farrell and reyes are you going to worry about the potential of reyes can you keep Farrell and Reyes ends up going to your practice squad? I think if you cut Farrell, Farrell's not going to be available for the practice squad because he's good enough and he's he's seasoned enough that somebody's going to pick him up. He's not a project. He just might be just a, a tad bit behind those other guys and he doesn't distinguish himself enough, but that doesn't mean that another team can't take him and say, you can be our third guy. I think he can be. I think he could be a number three on most teams. I just think the Jaguars room at tight end is, is completely loaded right now. And that's good. And it's a beautiful thing because that is not just a throwaway position. It's a position that Doug Peterson uses a lot. It's, it's a position they expect a lot of productivity out of. And because of that, I am really happy to report to you that for the first time in as long as I, that's the one position here in Jacksonville where the greatest player they ever had to play that position, which is either Mercedes Lewis or Kyle Brady, isn't really a great player, right? He's a very good player, very professional guy. That's the position, I think, where their best player is the least talented of all of the players that have ever played those positions here in Jacksonville. I think that's going to change. I think Evan Ingram's already the best tight end they ever had. And I think these guys behind him can play in a pinch. If everything goes down, you got guys that's going to be able to step. Remember the Dallas Cowboys had Dalton Schultz, Gavin Escobar, you know, matter who they, like whatever. They got a dude over there now. I don't even know his name. He caught some touchdowns last year. That's the point that I'm trying to make. That's the point that I'm trying to make. And I think that's where Jacksonville is now. I love giving y'all good news on these shows, man. Good news. This is a good news show. 
Quick recap. Pads came on. Guys got a little bit physical. Antonio Brown looks like a steal. Looks like a guy who's going to have an impact on this team now and in the future. And then depth, depth at tight end has created a healthy competition to the point where we don't know who are going to be the other tight ends that are kept behind the first two or three. Make sure you check out Locked on NFL show tomorrow. I recorded it with James Rapine. It's a really, really good show. Make sure you check it out every single day wherever you get your podcast. And make it your next watch and your next listen. And tune in tomorrow. I'll be at camp again. Brave in the hot sun so I can come back and give y'all the goods. I promise I will record a little bit earlier tomorrow. Until then, you guys take care of each other like I always say. We'll see you next time here on Locked On Jaguars.